Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. So who are we? Who are we? Paul Dushevsky. Sarah Lehman. Paul, how did you get into the industry? Tell us about your company, Great Builds. Great Builds, yeah. So John, our producer, and I started Great Builds a couple years ago because I was flipping homes for about 10 years. And as I tell people, the hardest... We did quite a few. We did 350 homes and I burned out. Burned out. That's a lot. Yeah, after 10 years. And um, the hardest part was working with contractors. Sometimes you'd get a great contractor and it'd go smoothly. And a lot of the times it did not. And I have a lot of horror stories, I can tell you. But we thought, wow, as investors, as professional flippers and investors, we have trouble finding good contractors. So what is the average homeowner supposed to do when they want to renovate? I renovated one thing and it was really, really emotionally difficult. What'd you renovate? (laughs) What'd you renovate? I had a cabin that flooded. And so it was the whole, well, the main floor, but specifically like the kitchen and the bathroom. But it was just... It's not exactly a renovation. That's like an emergency. It took a year. Yeah. I don't think it should have. No, no. <laughs> and it costs like $350,000. No, no. no. But it was, it was rough. So yes. I, and I just didn't know where to turn. So this is a good point. Well, so not a lot of people know this, but there was a survey done maybe six years ago. And they asked homeowners after they renovated whether they were happy, satisfied with their contractor and their experience. And 50% of people said they were not happy with their renovating experience, just like like you. And we thought, oh my gosh, like 50% of people are unhappy with an industry. What if 50% of people were unhappy with running shoes? Like things would change. Right. Someone would get a hold of Mr. Nike. So we're like, let's try to solve this. It's not an easy solution, but what if we literally sifted through and there's 20,000 general contract, licensed general contractors in LA County. So how do you pick from 20,000 right. of anything as a homeowner? What if we sifted through all of those, pre-vetted them, pre-screened them for all the things that you'd want in a contractor, reliability, honesty, and insurance, an active license, good references, on and on and on. And then we brought into our little network, our fold, the good ones, the ones that we would trust that I would recommend to you if you asked me for a yeah. contractor or my mom or a cousin. And if we just brought in to our network a, that list of solid contractors, and then we could recommend those people to homeowners. So kind of like one of our competitors you could find online, people call us, they tell us about their project, and we, we would, based on what they need, we refer them to three contractors that we think are a good fit for their project and budget. They'll meet with their contractors and they'll get bids. And then if they pick one of our contractors, we'll stay involved in the project to make sure that that contractor stays good, uh, does a good job for them, and will be their, almost their therapist if the homeowner has any (laughs) issues, right? Are you kind of like the liaison? Like, No, we want to be in the background. We want the homeowner to have the relationship with the contractor. And some of our contractors are just the sweetest people. And we, we want that relationship. We want them meeting on the site once a week and having those conversations. But something will come along that will be an issue. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're there, we're checking in with them and they could say, hey, great builds rep. You know, my contractor hasn't been at the house for a couple of days. And we might say, oh, 
fine, no problem. Let's let's we'll check in with him and we'll kind of go the extra mile to make sure that there's no issues. And if there are, we're going to let you know. So to be proactive and just be someone needs to be there for you when you renovate. It's hard to do it alone. Yeah. Do you remember kind of when you did it? Oh yeah. A lot of tears or a lot oh, of. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a lot. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> No. And then contractor would say that something was going to happen and then it wouldn't. And yeah. there was always a reason why it didn't happen. And yeah. So, and we, we educate our clients a little bit too. Like, here's what to expect. Just because the contractor said, even a good contractor will tell you, hey, it's going to take two weeks. Mm-hmm. Just assume it's going to take three or four. Yeah. I mean, things don't go perfectly and it's not always the contractor's fault. There's a city yeah. inspector involved. There's material delays involved. There's LH. I mean, there's just, it's a very challenging experience. So maybe you're better off knowing up front not to expect perfection. Right. And so we kind of, but also we're going to be there for you if there's issues. Do you help people like pick out paint swatches if they really need it? Uh, <laughs> no, because I don't know. I can't, yeah. I don't have a good eye for that sort of stuff. But what's funny about that is people expect their contractor to help them with material selection. Mm. Contractors aren't designers either. Right. They can't really, they can't always help you with paint swatches. So. Right. Right. Anyways, that's great builds in a nutshell. And it's just, it's a good opportunity for us to hopefully steer people to have as good an experience in renovating as they can. And it's never going to be great versus a nightmare if they pick the wrong contractor. Because when I was flipping homes and, or any homeowner will tell you that's had a bad experience. If a contractor walks off the job and it's halfway done, oh boy, it's one of the worst experiences of your life. Or Does that happen? It happens. Oof. It happens. Or if they just don't show up for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Or imagine, I've had this happen. What if the quality is terrible? You go, you look at the tile work and it's like, who did this? I think this? that's the worst part is like finding the little things afterwards and you're like, damn it. And there's always little things. Yeah. There are always little things, but big things will are just will drive mm. you crazy. What you know, what if the floor is crooked? It's like you gotta walk on that thing every single day. Right. So anyway. Okay. So you flipped for 10 years before right. this. Yeah. And then what'd you do before that? So I was in real estate before that. I've been in real estate for over 20 years. I was in real estate development. I was in real estate investment, private equity. I worked for a home building companies, a hmm. couple of home building companies before that. So I pretty much, literally it was college, real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What, what about you? Let's talk about you. Yeah. I've been in escrow for, oh God, almost 10 years, did, I did, think. Did you just check your watch? <laughs> yes, I did actually. <laughs> I don't know what I was planning on seeing here, it's but um, uh, yeah, about 10 years, my watch says. I just got a, a, a I've had a watch. counter going on since I started. <laughs> The longest uh, stopwatch has ever <laughs> Still going. been on. Yeah. So I've been an escrow about 10 years. I got into the industry uh, originally through NHD. So I worked for First American NHD for a couple of years. And that's where I kind of got into the rep world. And then I ended up going into escrow. So I'm an escrow rep, not an escrow officer. So I'm the one out in the fields visiting agents on caravan and going to social events and kind of like what you do, like if something's going down and you need backup and you need somebody to advocate on your behalf, that is what we do. And yeah, so a lot of relationships in the industry before that. I mean, my mom's been a realtor for my whole life. So over 40 years. And so I kind of grew up around it. I grew up in real estate offices. That was always very natural. What part of town? Where did she? She's in the North Valley. Where did she farm? Uh, She's not a farmer. Oh, not not a farmer. Okay. (laughs) 
she didn't grow anything. Is <laughs> no. it weird that they use the word farm? She honestly, she's <laughs> she's like a, a referral business agent. And like, that's kind of the beauty of the industry too, is mm. like when you're in it for as long as my mom has been or a lot of other people, like she doesn't market herself, which is amazing. That's actually not many people Unheard of, yeah. can do that, I suppose. But yeah, the longer you're in it and, and the happier you keep your clients, the referral business is always going to be there. She's still doing it? Where do you farm? Um, <laughs> so you're the, you're the escrow rep. You're always in real estate offices. People come. No. I, so I'm usually in direct competition with the in-house escrow companies because mm. we're an independent escrow company. We're one of the largest in Southern California. This is Glen Oaks? Yeah. Glen Oaks and Pango Group. So Pango Group is our umbrella. And then we have Glen Oaks Escrow, CV Escrow, which is out in the desert. Oh man, we've got a handful of brands. And we'll come back to it. I don't rep all of them, but yeah. yeah. So I, I rep the local brands generally. Uh, American Trust Escrow, we have down in the South Bay. And yeah, so How, we've got like 16 offices over Southern that's California. A big company. Yeah. How do you get to, how do you create relationships with agents? Honestly, it's consistency and just honest, being authentic and Mm -hmm. having real conversations with people and connecting with them and just showing up and staying in front of them. Kind of the same thing that realtors do, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be consistent. You have to show up and be be in people's minds all the time. You have, they have to like you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) ideally. (laughs) Most of them like you, right? I think Um, I'm fairly likable. You're likable. I would say so. Do you bring treats? Do you ever like bribe them with? Nope, not allowed. No, that yeah, would right, be right, a right. RESPA violation, well, no, Paul. I don't, We've I talked don't. about this. <laughs> <laughs> we are very RESPA compliant. Right. We don't mess around with that. Gotcha. So but, all you have is your likability. That's... Well, yeah. yeah. And our service. And your service. We, we give very good service at... I Oaks. use Glen Oaks. Yeah. James Isham. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say his name? Sure. Okay. One of, one of our uh, Glendale escrow officers. He's amazing. Hi, James. <laughs> he, he was really good. He's great. Not every escrow agent is created equal. They're not. And that's kind of the cool thing about it too, because there's like an escrow officer for everybody. And it's just matchmaking personalities. We can have some really intense escrow officers that attorneys love working with, right? It it just depends what you're looking for in escrow officers. Some people want someone who is just so zen that it brings the agent calm, right? So it just depends what you're looking for. If you need somebody who is so responsive that they'll get back to you, on nights and weekends, we have some people like that as well. Yeah. We have people who can get you a net sheet in five minutes. We, you know, like, yeah. so everybody has their strengths and it's just about figuring out what's important to the agent to match them with that Interesting. You yeah. you play matchmaker. We do. That's like what we do. We match the homeowner and the contractor. That's exactly. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that was 10 years. What did you do before? Oh man. So I did NHD before that, but oh yeah, that's included in the 10 years. So I... Did a little of everything. I was a cartographer at the Daily News for about six years. Cartographer. Maybe you might have to define that. I made maps. I was a map maker in the marketing department, marketing research. Maker. Yeah. I didn't know those still existed. I know, right? The times of Columbus. It was, a, it was a computer system generated map that we would create like different maps, but... GIS? Ge- yeah, GIS. GIS, yeah. okay. Geographic information systems. How, why, why, why did you do that? I literally fell into that. I started mm. at the Daily News as a temp and... After the temp work was over, they asked if I'd be interested in sales or hmm. map making. And I was like, well, map making sounds, that's, that's a career I could do forever. That doesn't that's, sound redundant in any way. That's a career with lots of growth potential. <laughs> so I chose that because it sounded more interesting and I learned to do that. I was there about six years. Did you want to be a journalist or anything? You were kind of no. in that, nothing like that. No, actually my brother worked at the Daily News 
just selling the paper mm. when he was younger. Mm. And then so I was like, yeah, I'll work at the Daily News. That sounds great. No, he didn't deliver newspapers, but he did like door-to-door sales. Like they used to do that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're lucky you got out of the newspaper business. It's well, a... yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it, it was kind of a dying breed at the time because mm-hmm. digital marketing was taking such a big, but it's funny that now I'm in sales where yeah. like they offered me the yeah. opportunity and I was like, no, thanks. And then I did dog physical therapy for a while, which is just <sighs> super random what and tough. But it was awesome. What I love doing that. dog physical therapy? So dogs that are, if it's an elderly dog or a dog <laughs> who's post-surgery, who needs rehabilitation, you don't seem like the kind of person no, who would no, no. send it, your dog to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you had a drinking problem. Um, was it the dogs with like the satellite dish? Like a cone? Yeah, like a satellite dish cone. No, they didn't all have, <laughs> I mean, some might if they were that soon post-surgery, but we would like swim dogs. Huh. So if they had like hip dysplasia mm. and they needed to strengthen their back legs. We did all sorts of like random exercises. We did massage therapy. That's actually how I got into it because I was a certified massage therapist in my younger oh, years. My back's feeling a little yeah. stiff. And that's why I quit because everybody yeah. always said that to me. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Industry shift. Funny. Uh, but so that's how I got into the dog physical therapy. And then, yeah, it was awesome. It was cool to work with dogs all day. I mean, and swim yeah. with them. Yeah. You never got injured or anything? Like, oh, sure. You know, yeah, repetitive I- Oh, no, not like bitten by a dog, but just like huge dogs, like having to lift them up. Like (sighs) I have shoulder issues still. (laughs) Being a masseuse, I feel like is like hard on your body. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're sitting like side saddle on the floor. With a dog? Yeah. It's not like a table with like a lotion and it's a different, it's a different scene. Right. Wow. That's, (laughs) you've done a lot in your, do you, so you're a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that was always your personality where you was a kid kind of friendly and outgoing. You know, I, I'm outgoing, but I'm also very introverted and oh. I used to have like terrible stage fright. So no, I definitely didn't think that was it. I also thought that sales when I was younger, I thought sales was like a scummy thing. And then when I started, when I kind of got into it and I was like, I'm just going to give this a try. I was like, oh, I just have to like be myself and connect with people. Yeah. Okay. This is the type of sales that I like, right? Mm. Like I'm not trying to lie to somebody to get them to buy a product that they don't want or need. Right. But I'm here to be a resource to people. And if we connect and they trust me and they're going to work with my company, then it's a good working relationship. And when you started out, weren't you like an almost like a real estate agent that starts in their industry where you don't have any clients, you don't have any business? Like what did you do? So with NHD, it kind of, it depends like industry to industry. NHD, it's kind of like people, you're more of a marketing person, right? So you show Mm. up at all the meetings, you are bringing in clients, but it's not like a one-to-one kind of deal. Like people are kind of using your company, even if they do or don't know you sometimes, depending on if they trust the brand and that kind of a thing. So, and then with other, it just depends on how the escrow company. Yeah. It just depends on how the escrow company works. So in what I do now, I have to bring in every client and yeah. So it's just, personal relationships. I mean, there are new clients that I bring in that I've known for 10 years. Right. And they are just now working with Oh, us. first time? So sometimes it's a long sell. Sometimes wow. I meet somebody and they're ready for a change in who they want to use for escrow, or they just had a really great transaction with us and are willing to give us a shot. But sometimes it's somebody that I've known for years and they've liked who they are working with, but sometimes they move companies or that kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. it just depends. Yeah. That's interesting. So real quick, I just wanted to pivot because I wanted to talk about, talked about us. I want to talk a little bit about this, this podcast, because I'm really excited to be doing this with you. I forgot Um, we were doing a podcast. (laughs) I know. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. And I think that uh, our audience will get a lot out of this because we are 
going to have some really amazing guests on that are, I think, going to be a great resource for all sorts of agents, new agents, veteran agents. Yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, well, we have a lot of people who have been in the industry a long time. We're going to be talking about their specific industries and and what they do and how they work with agents and what that looks like. So not everybody knows everything about everything in this industry, believe it or not. So, well, yeah. <laughs> whether you're brand new or have been doing it for yeah, I'd years like, and years. I'd like to expose our audience to folks that do real estate marketing that might help them with their sales and real estate coaching, which I think will be helpful. We're going to have on folks that invest in real estate full time, because I think that'll be interesting for uh, for real estate agents to to know. Who else are we going to have on? We're going to have a little of everything. We're going to have people in tech, staging, photography, car and NAR if we can get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of specialists. Just, yeah, we're, we're going to learn as much as we possibly can. Yeah, that sounds great. So tune in. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.